Hello, this is Michael Melfi, and welcome to the Be Investable podcast. Since late 2015, I have had the opportunity to host a pair of amazing programs called the Trep Talk and Be Investable, both on the Michigan Business Network. I invite you to please enjoy some of my legacy content I was able to create while being a host on that network. What you are listening to are some of the engaging conversations I've had with entrepreneurs and with innovative individuals from across the United States and in fact the world. They took the time to share their insights about what it means to be investable. And we're very excited today to have Stephen Latonin. He is the engagement partner for GrowThink. Thank you so much for joining us today, Stephen. Happy to be here, Michael. Thanks. Awesome. And, you know, we always dazzle you guys with, with great interviews here around successful entrepreneurs. And every once in a while, we have the privilege of getting to speak with an organization that works as a resource to empower the entrepreneurial community. So having Stephen on today from GrowThink is really exciting. For those of you who know a little bit about the organization, the co-founders and serial entrepreneurs, Dave and Jay, started this back in 1999. And, and really, they were helping the business people who wanted to launch internet ventures but didn't know how to start, finance, and build them. And what started all, you know, a couple of decades ago has really grown into a quite amazing company, which I'm going to let Stephen share with you a little more about the services and what they do. I have found the organization to be an amazing organization. I've seen some of their successes and some of the things they've worked with, and I wanted to share it with you guys, the listening audience. When, when you hear the stuff you're going to hear today, these are the kind of things that they share and work with their clients that they've represented. People like whether it be 7-Eleven or Aetna or Intel or many other organizations across the board, not just from big names that you would know, and I said them because you know them, all the way down to startups that you haven't heard. And so they really understand the entire life cycle of an organization. And strategically, that's so important. And so I wanted to make sure to really frame up for you, the listener, what this is about and, and why we invited them on today. And I'm really excited for us to be able to dive in and talk a little bit more about entrepreneurship and strategic planning. So thanks for being on it. And, and, and with that, I'd love to hop right into the first question, if that's okay with you. Great, Michael. Yeah. Awesome. So I, I alluded to it. If you could share, if someone goes to growthink.com, who is the ideal customer that would contact you? That would be the first question. Yeah, Michael, I mean, you set it up perfectly, so I don't think I'll even be able to come close to topping that. But you, I think what the common thread from the larger companies that you mentioned that work with us to the innovator, the, the entrepreneur in her garage, the common through line is folks that are looking to innovate. Okay, so we work with some of uh, the top firms in the country at what they do, and then they come to us and say, you know, we've never been in this market before. We've never launched this digital product before. We've never done an app before. So we're helping them think through how do you innovate, how do you evolve into the next generation to become more relevant to your ongoing uh, change of your consumer base. That's, that's, that's really the common thread. And now, of course, you have an early stage entrepreneur who's looking to go to market and they say, man, we need, we need, a, we need a business plan. We need, we need a thought process. We need a thought partner that has really good research, really good strategy and can partner with us to say, how do we go to the market and what are the best chances we can have of raising money when we get there? So that's, that's really where we fit in. Um, it just, you know, the size of the client is less important to the urgency uh, and their, their ability to impact change within their market or their organization. That's great. And so, so 
to, to really clear up for our listeners the idea that, hey, we're at a place that we're looking to innovate, we're looking to grow, whether that means they're growing and they need to go out and get funding, whether they're growing and they're looking to expand and looking for a strategic plan, the idea around that is that they can come to you and you can be that trusted third-party outside advisor that provides various services to them. Is that correct? That's right. I mean, I think the there's, there's reasons to go to a number of different partner firms. And, and fundamentally, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are listening to this right now and saying, I don't need any of these people. I can do it myself. And I, I say, that's awesome. Like, there's no reason why, you know, true, you know, entrepreneurs are driven to make change happen. And so they don't need uh, others to get in their way. I think when we become a real support, the, the reason why people come to us, these kinds of change makers call GrowThink is because, A, while we, yes, we've touched a lot of industries and we may have worked in their specific industry, the real reason to come to us is that we've worked with literally thousands of entrepreneurs doing exactly what they've done. So while they might be in a, a different uh, new innovation, there's no, you know, there's no competitors or t- total white space, we've been down that road before with other people who are looking to try to message that exact experience and, and that are looking to try to raise money in something that's completely new to the world. So, so we, we get that. I think that's, that's, that's really the common through line is that we understand innovation and change uh, in, a, in, a, in a world that's constantly evolving. So you took the question right before I got to ask it because I was going to tell you, you know, one, one of the keys to being an entrepreneur is creativity and innovation, right? And so now here I am talking to you and you're saying, hey, we, we work with these types of companies. I think you hit it right on the head. So the idea is, is after you've, you've been to the rodeo so many times, meaning you guys grow think as an organization, you're able to bring some subject matter expertise. You're, you're able to bring some experience to the table so that the entrepreneur does not have to maybe make some of the same mistakes either with their own resources or with investors' resources. Is that, is that a pretty good summary of it? Yeah, you, you nailed it. And, and of course, you know, here's, it's consulting, right? So every engagement is custom and unique and is based upon the particularities of the project team on the growthing side and the entrepreneurial team uh, on the client side. So it's, it's, there's no one size fits all. But I'll tell you that we, the continuum looks like this. Oftentimes, the entrepreneur comes to us with intense creativity, intense ability to innovate, and what do we provide? We provide a couple things. First, we provide a structure. So they're running in a thousand different directions all at once, and we provide a system and a place to say, you go to map out for them, this leads to that, leads to the next, leads to the next. So we're building out a decision tree, a map for the entrepreneur, for the, the uh, intrapreneur in a larger organization. That's number one, structure. <clears throat> number two is we're independent, right? So they're in love with, they're, they, rightly so, they are in love with their ideas, and they should be. And that's the only reason any change happens is an entrepreneur who combines intense creativity with positive will to make something happen. So what we do is we, we, don't, uh, we, we believe in them and we take their side, but we also say what the other people out in the world might be thinking. So we're able to give them that reaction before they actually go before the big investor and set them up for better success because they've already gone through uh, the hard knocks with our team. Now, the third one seems like the opposite. The other thing we do is that we hire folks that are entrepreneurially motivated. I've had a couple of my own uh, runs with the entrepreneurial, uh, you know, doing my own thing or, or, or supporting other startups. And 
folks like that exist within GrowThink because we at times can be a creative partner with them. So sometimes, you know, it's where we actually are, are bringing ideas and helping them think through what their, the articulation of their business might actually look like. So it actually does touch that as well. But I'd say the core is really around structure, process, and an independent outside view. Gotcha. And, and if someone goes to your website, they're going to see that, you know, you, they talk about a few things. It looks like there's four key areas, business planning, markets, research, banking, and dashboards. And I want to spend a few minutes on a, on a few different ones. And, you know, everyone knows that when you're going to get money, you need to create a business plan. That's pretty kind of, everyone at least says that. I've seen it done on the back of a napkin. <laughs> uh, and, sure. and, and so you guys offer, if, if someone just says, hey, I, I need some, some assistance with that, I, I just need to know the right format to put it in, or, hey, I really don't know where to start. I need someone to do all the research. I don't know, which I usually don't hear that from entrepreneurs, uh, if you alluded <laughs> to. You guys really can... You guys, could you, couldn't you guys just provide some of the basic structure or the, maybe even like the template to be able to get them started with a business plan? Can you help them in any of those ways? Sure. So there's, there's really two categories. I, I think we, we have tools and templates on our website, and they're available for you know, very little money. And a lot, and literally half a million entrepreneurs have, have gone on there and taken you know, advantage of these tools and templates. So I, that's there. Go do it and go forth and make it happen. Um, that's great. Um, you know, coming to us, yes, we do a lot of packaging. We do a lot of, you know, business plans, and we can put together a killer pitch deck, um, a great financial model. We got some. I'm looking out here on the on the floor with some of the these Excel wizards. They, I, I think, all of that's there. I just don't emphasize it in this conversation we're having, Michael, because there's plenty of folks that can do that stuff. So the reason to come to us is less about the product per se and, and more about the the experience and working with you know senior people that really want to move their business forward. Absolutely, and I just I think it's important to point out because you know it is it is easy to get talk about hey we can consult you or we can be your strategic advisor and and there's a lot of people out there that offer that service. I think what's really great is is some of the other things you do, like you said. You can go to our site and for a nominal amount, there's templates and there's other resources out there where you guys create a lot of value for the entrepreneur up front. And that's one of the it. things that I liked. I know when we talked about, that is so important in, in, the, in the TREP communities that we run in and we talk with. It's about the value. And, and as opposed to saying, hey, you need to pay us to do this, there's some do-it-yourself type solutions you guys have that I think are really great. And I really want to emphasize that to the readers is that while I think it's great that growth can, can come in as a strategic advisor, a trusted advisor, and, and consult you, they're, they do have resources on their site that you can get that stuff and do it yourself. And this is, this is not one-off. A half a million people they've worked with. You know, that's a lot of, that's a lot of entrepreneurs over the years. So I think that's, that's really Yeah, that's great, great Michael. I, I, um, I, I think just to, you know, get off of growth and can get back you know, to, to the listener right now. The, the whole point, you know, nobody cares about growth things. So what's the, what's the insight, right? The insight to the entrepreneur is what you just said. It was perfect. Add value in the customer experience before they pay you. That's, the, that's what the market is saying right now. Is that What you're doing with all these, these services to, to your constituents is you're trying to say, hey, this, this is hopefully useful to you, and then they think of you when they, they need you for the big one. So, so absolutely, I think that's a huge insight. So whatever business the listener is running, make sure that you're constantly adding value to people that are in, interacting with your brand even before they actually pay you some money. 
Uh, absolutely. I was, I was just with a client last week and we were going through their isms and one of them is value leads, money follows. And I, I do a lot awesome. when I talk with entrepreneurs about the value and the value mindset and how important it is to cater to the customer, to the team and to the funders and really creating that value for them. Cause once you do that, you will see growth and success. So I, I, I again, I, I when I do bring Perfect. people on in these, in these, in these podcasts, it's not just about sharing about their companies because they're in alignment with a lot of what we believe when right. we're operating our companies and supporting our entrepreneurs. One thing, and this is maybe a, I'm, I'm interested in this personally because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of what you measure. You can create success or growth in, um, you yeah. guys have something called dashboards and, and I'm just, I'm interested in, just talking a little bit about that, I, 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 I think that it's, like I said, so important that entrepreneurs from as soon as they can start measuring what they're doing to create some success. Yep. Want to speak to that yep. at all? Yeah, so you nailed it. Um, Peter Drucker, management guru, right? He, he said, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. So the, the need for entrepreneurs, especially today, is to relentlessly manage their inputs to to really take data and really take a hard look at it and come up with metrics that you can say here's where we are here's where we're going here's what we've done to improve one because if you are trying to fundraise that makes a better story doesn't it and two if you're trying this is this is you know to try to stay to survive so forget about anything else just to be of value you need to be improving upon the things that matter so you know the simple question is what data do we measure and what metrics do we come up with it depends on your business but um, you know I, I ran an, an education uh, nonprofit that I started so what did I measure well I, I measured student feedback I would we would go in there and we would ask the students questions about their experience we had teachers that we would train and onboard in this program and I measured teacher experience I measured their, their ability to be coached, to be uh, improving? Did they feel like they were getting a better experience than when they started? Did they feel like they were getting becoming better teachers? So that's a very soft measurement, but it was data, and we were working in a, in kind of in a, in a soft skill set, which was teaching an after-school program. So that was the measurement that we used, and we tracked it religiously, and we made sure to, to, to show that we were driving those metrics upward. So for every entrepreneur, that's, I mean, you, you can do it in a Google Doc um, that you alluded to our service offering with dashboards. Yeah, so when appropriate, we have a tool that is custom built for entrepreneurs that takes their disparate data sets, maybe their QuickBooks, their their CRM, Salesforce data, their their data from, uh, if it's a retail shop, maybe their inventory, their POS data, and it pools into a central dashboard so that you can, the entrepreneur, can view that data in real time and help your, help your team make decisions with greater confidence. So it, it, it allows for people to see the data and get visibility on what's happening and then make decisions about what to do about it. Absolutely. And, and I think for the entrepreneurs who have heard me talk and, and, and know kind of my background, I always discuss how are you measuring? What are the results you're producing? If you're not looking, if you're not being specifically outcome focused, if you're not producing results, if you're not measuring those results, you're kind of just floating in the wind. And so you know, yourself and the entire team over there that, that, that's working there with, with Jay and Dave, I just think having that as a tool is so awesome for entrepreneurs because I talk about it all the time. How are you measuring? What are your conversion rates? What's the lifetime value of a customer? Understanding all those kind of things. If you go do something, what was the net result of that? And when you start to measure that, 
you start to improve quite drastically. I think Peter Drucker had it quite right when he said that. So I think that's mm-hmm. always great. Let me let me ask you and put you a little on the spot with this one. Is is <laughs> you work with you guys work with a ton of entrepreneurs, a ton. Yeah. What what do you think if you had to pick one or two? of the areas where entrepreneurs falter or the biggest biggest challenges they have, what would you say they are? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the boring answer is, you know, access to capital. That's obviously the case, so that's not helpful. I, I think if you're, if you're thinking around, you know, what clogs their vision, I think it's we as an entrepreneurial community, we become so invested in what we're doing that we fail to see that, Divergent truth even exists. Um, you you can see it in in the fanaticism of uh, of our current um, you know political world that it's very hard for people even with access to new information that comes out to really change their viewpoint. I, I think that's that's similar in that when you're an entrepreneur, you're fundamentally <laughs> you're fundamentally skewed in your vision of the world because uh, while statistically you're more than likely to fail. The entrepreneurs that I've met and the most successful ones are all convinced that that doesn't apply to them, that they have the thing that is absolutely the best thing ever. So that's, and by the way, that's the only way to succeed because you couldn't go into it by thinking, oh, well, I might be okay. Like, no, you have to believe that you're going to be the one that succeeds, that you have the unicorn. Now, at that, but at the same time, there is a, a, a bifurcation of the, of the mind that needs to happen where at the, where that entrepreneur needs to also be open to outside guidance, insight, and, and say, literally tell me the opposite of what I'm saying. You need to hire people or bring people into your circle of trust that can literally argue the opposite argument because someone will, and if they don't do it to your face, then you're just going to hear it. You're not going to hear it at all, but it's going to happen behind closed doors after you walk out. I, I, I'm at a little loss because you've literally hit it on the head. For all of our listeners out there, it is so important to understand what he just said, to understand that, yes, money is one of the most important, important, important needs, and everyone says that as an answer. The second part is really focused on the fact that entrepreneurs tend to be blinded by the uncertainty that exists out there. They create this self sustaining certainty in whatever they're doing, which is so beautiful because that's what makes them an entrepreneur. And it can also be a complete handicap. And, and being able to find others who give feedback is such a great thing. I was just at the University of Michigan. Uh, we were doing some um, pitch competitions. And the advice that got given to the, 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 the people in the room were, if you're going to pitch, pitch for two reasons. One of two reasons you better be pitching for. One is to get the money. Pitch to get money. And the second reason, if you're not going to get money, get feedback. That feedback is the most valuable and most important part. It allows you to pivot and pivot fast. So I love what you said. And for our listeners, he said it, I said it. Take that to heart if you're listening. If you haven't, rewind it, listen to it again, because that is so important. If you don't get anything else out of this podcast or many of the podcasts I do, that is one of the keys to your success is what we just discussed in the last couple minutes. So I really That's great, I really Michael. Think- yeah, it's, it's it's this weird, you know, ambivalence that an entrepreneur needs to to be relentlessly uh, idea focused and positive while also being extremely analytical. And if you don't have both of those, you gotta you gotta partner up with someone who can be your your you know kind of the the sour grapes to you know to your. <laughs> pie in the sky. I think, and, and you really need both. I, I think of liter- literature, you, so many great 
um, artists and poets and, and writers, but they have a, they fail to be able to to go on the analytical side, which is called criticism. And, 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 you know, the great critics, they probably couldn't write, they, they can tear someone apart, but they can't actually write a poem or a play themselves. But then there's those, those few, like, like Toni Morrison or, or T.S. Eliot or Virginia Woolf, who they, they somehow have managed to be able to hold both at the same time and be, write these beautiful books, uh, but also write these beautiful poems, but also, uh, you know, be able to, to be a literary critic. So I think that's the kind of the skill set that I think is most necessary is to be able to be relentlessly optimistic while also fiercely analytical. I love it. I love it. We often will say the pursuit of relentlessness. And so <laughs> right. as an entrepreneur, you have to have that. I think, I think that is, that's great. I, I, you know, one of the other things that I'm, I'm sure that our entrepreneurs are going to bring up because we did just allude to funding and we kind of, you and I both glossed over it completely and they're going to come back and sure. say to me, wait a minute, wait a minute, Michael, that's the most important <laughs> issue. Why did you, why did you skip over it? Uh, and so I'm, I'm going to at least point it out to you. We all talk about, about funding is what, what, if you could say, what is the one thing that an entrepreneur could do that would improve their chances of being able to obtain funding? Cause you guys, and I'm asking that from the standpoint of you work with businesses at all levels from when they're first yeah. starting out all the way up to successful enterprises and you assist them from an investment banking and high banking standpoint, is there one thing that those organizations have in common or does it change? So the question is what, what is something that, that an entrepreneur can do to increase their likelihood of, of, of getting cash? Absolutely. So obviously everything we just said is part of that. So by going through and really gut checking and having people to criticize and build up, there's a process of improvement of your narrative that happens when you do that. When you improve the narrative and the financial model becomes a little bit more realistic and the assumptions are a little bit less insane, you're going to have more credibility in the market. So that's that's formally all true, and so everything we said plays right into fundraising. It's all relevant. It's all they go in hand, hand in hand. But the second thing I would say is is a little bit more uh, a little bit more uh, sober, which is you as an entrepreneur. You know, what do you do? You, you look at your idea, and then you, you go out and you say, okay, what's the, what's the market size for this? And you, you, you build out the total available market, and then you say, what's the addressable market? And, you, you know, you talk about your, your beachhead, and you have all these plans, and that's, you know, we help, we help entrepreneurs do those kinds of exercises all the time. Now, the same needs to be true for your financing strategy, there's, it's not if you build it, they will come. There, you're, you, it's, it's the analogy is you have a great idea, you have a great glossy deck, but you're the tree that falls in the forest that no one hears. What you need to do is set up an intense fundraising strategy that is realistic. So what I tell people all the time before they say, well, how much is this, you know, how much can this going to cost and, and what's it going to be to work with you? We really want to work with you. And I say, wait, before we do any of that, if the whole point is to get you money, let's figure out, is this even realistic for you? Who are you, where are you going to go to get the money? What's your plan? Oh, crowdfunding. Okay, talk to me about that. What's that going to look like? Do you have, do you, do you believe that you're, you know, if you're a, a B2B software, maybe this isn't the best, um, excuse me for all the B2B software folks out there that, have, that killed it on crowdfunder, but uh, what I'm trying to say is you gotta, you got to come up with a strategy that's relevant to the market you're trying to raise the money for. Do you, do you pal around with folks 
in the valley at all the big VCs. Great. Is that is that realistic, or do you not know anyone, friends and family? You know, I don't I don't have any rich uncles. So you know, are they gonna are they gonna come in with some money? Maybe they are. You gotta you gotta think through that and put together your list and say, here's the plan to bang out. Here's the plan to hammer the list once we have everything in place. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. Makes total sense. Yeah, absolutely. You got to be realistic, just like any sales. So if I'm going to sell, you know, my widget in the business plan, I have a plan to sell it. What's right. your plan to sell your idea? Because you need you need to have uh, an ability to say, if we got everyone to come in, is that even going to help us finish out this round? And obviously, right. that first round, you know, we're not talking about a lot of money. It's maybe five hundred thousand dollars that could that could set people off and really get to to the next milestone. But you just got to build backwards. Uh, like, exactly. like Dave Levinsky says, you know, start at the end. What's the 500? How do I get to 500K? Who do I need to talk to? And what's the percentage likelihood that each of those people are going to close? 100%. I mean, you, you just described, you know, to some of the people on the call, business development or a sales funnel. And I always tell people the ability Same to thing. sell is the ability to influence. The ability to fundraise is the ability to influence. If you can't sell, if you can't influence, you're going to have a challenging time with fundraising. And, so and if I you're not that person, that's okay, but you've got to partner up with someone who can, exactly. who can be your... Yeah. Exactly, and that, that, that is so, so, so very important. Well, I, I think that is, that's absolutely great advice, and I, I want to thank you for all the insight and wisdom you shared with our listeners today. It was, it was great having you on the show. Michael, thanks a lot. This is a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, I loved it, and I'm sure we'll be doing more of these. Once again, we want to thank Stephen Latonin, engagement partner for Growth Inc., for coming on the show today. Thank you so very much. You got it. Thank you for taking a look back with me at some of the relevant conversations we've had over the past couple years across the entrepreneurial ecosystem and the investable world. As always, check out the Be Investable podcast's latest episodes here on iTunes. And also, look for some of my blog posts on the Michigan Business Network. 